Hello and welcome to the Ben Hess Podcast. Oh my god. Episode 36. <laughs> Ladies, thank you so much for listening all these weeks. I am just so excited to bring you the best episode that there will be. And that's happening right now. Oh my goodness, guys. Do you believe this guy? Do you hear him? You're listening to the Women for Greatness Podcast. With episode- Ben Hess. Episode 36 featuring Ben Hess. This is our Valentine's Day special and I wanted to bring on the hubby to answer the questions that you guys asked um, a couple months ago. This is a little delayed, but I hope you'll forgive me. And Ben, do you have any words to say before the show gets started? I am sorry this did not happen sooner. I got a little cold feet, and uh, but I've warmed up to it, and I am ready. So. All right. Do you want to pick the first question? I took questions from the Instagram stories, and I printed them out, what you guys asked us, and so we're going to be answering them today. All right. We're in a little bucket, so here we go. How do you handle long distance if either of you travel for work let's see so i guess from my perspective i'm more of the traveler because i do filmmaking and stuff so a lot of times i'm out and about for work or uh, you know just going down to la all that stuff and so i'm more so preoccupied so i don't I mean, I'm not like thinking of Serena all day long. Sorry, honey, but uh, I'm, you know, busy working and filming and uh, just trying to do the best job I can. But, you know, she's probably at home crying her eyes out. Oh, my gosh. Wondering where I'm at. And no, I'm kidding. So, yeah, Savannah asked the question, how do you handle long distance if either of you travel for work? And so what Ben is saying is, in our relationship normally, he's the one who travels more, like he'll have day photo shoots or day shoots in LA and he'll be gone. And so I'm the one who's left at home. And I think for him, he's focused, he's working on his project, he's filming, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. And so for me at home, that's been something that I've really been working on, just being okay with being by yourself, doing things that I like to do, like going out to lunch by myself and reading a book, or taking a bubble bath, just being okay with spending time by myself. Because at first, when he was gone, it was like, oh my gosh. Like, I would turn to like, oh, well, I deserve a bottle of wine tonight because he's not going to be home, like to try to comfort. But it really took a minute for me to learn better ways to take care of myself and to be okay with being alone with myself. So Being a loner? No, I'm kidding. Being <laughs> content with myself. Okay. Well, you still worry about when I'm coming home late at night. She thinks I'm like half asleep when I'm driving down the grapevine. <laughs> She's like, "Honey, stay on the lawn. Stay on the phone. You're gonna you're gonna drive off the freeway." <laughs> the grapevine is dangerous. <laughs> I'm fine. Okay. I'll just get us. I love to get a sparkling orange water with Perrier (laughs) at the gas station. That that keeps me up. Okay, well, (laughs) we'll go to our next question. So this next one is from Kaylee Garber. Woo-woo. So she says, favorite show to watch together and favorite snack to share while doing so. Hmm. Okay, hold on. In three, okay, we'll count down and we'll both say... Oh boy, hold on. Okay, it can be any show that we've watched that we really like. On the count of three, we're both going to say our favorite show to watch together. And that could have been past. Okay, so it's like all time? Yeah, all time. Okay. This is the first one that comes to mind because I was loving it so much when we were watching it. Okay, three, two, one. Young and Hungry. Oh no! Oh 
What did you say? <laughs> I was going to say Big Little Lies. Uh, I was torn between the two. But... but Young and Hungry has the new episodes and you haven't been interested in them. No, we watched them, I thought. No, there's more. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> and then favorite snack. Mm. You want to do three, two, one again? I haven't been eat. We don't really eat snacks. Well, when we do eat snacks while we're watching our show. Okay, fine. Three, two, one. Buttered popcorn. popcorn. Ha ha. <laughs> Okay. So Kaylee, that's our, those are our shows that we watch and our snacks that we eat while doing so. Next question. I'm too hyped. Who's the better cook? Scott, is that even a question? Who asked that? Scott Salters. <laughs> Thanks for asking this. I am so glad you did. Okay. I'm just going to steal the show right oh, here. Oh no. Ladies, I can cook. <laughs> I am a good cook. I'll do like, you name it, I've cooked it. I'm talking like... Homemade salmon locks. I'll like smoke the salmon. I'll like dry age it. I'll do, I'll grind my own meat for like hamburgers and I'll get like the prime from Costco. What else am I good at cooking? Pretty much everything. I mean, when I cook eggs, like you're not just gonna get scrambled eggs, you're gonna get the <laughs> finest cooked, light, fluffy eggs you've ever had. And you're gonna be like, wow, where can I have been as my private chef? So that's my answer, Scott. So it's true. In our relationship, Ben is quite the chef. Ben in the kitchen, I would describe him as very over the top, but it's it's with a love. Like he has a passion for what he's doing. And whether he's making mashed potatoes, like he's boiling oh, the potatoes. Sorry. My turkey dinner. <laughs> when I have Thanksgiving, I'll have an early Thanksgiving and I'll invite all my family over. There's like 30 people that come. No, probably 40. It is the best thanksgiving food i've ever had and i'm not just biased but it really is when i make my mashed potatoes i'm putting like bacon in there roasted garlic like five different types of cheeses like so scott if that answers your question yes ben is the cook i think he has an unfair advantage though because i was a vegetarian for 18 years and i come from a household where we did not really cook. So he has the unfair advantage, but he is definitely the chef, hands down. So if you're hungry, you need a snack, have Ben Hess whip you up a meal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, is it my turn to read a question? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so Erica V. Fit says, how long were y'all together before you got married? So we were together. We got married on our two-year dating anniversary. So we dated for... How long? A year? And then you proposed? Or a year and a half? Something like that. We dated for a year. and then But we knew of each other for a couple years. And we're in the same youth group. Yeah, we were in the same youth group at church. So we knew of each other. We weren't super close. So then we dated for a year. And then he proposed around like a little bit past that. And then we planned our wedding. And we got married on the two-year anniversary mark. June 27th. It's been a while. <laughs> how where did you meet oh well we just answered that kind of uh jesse do it 95 just do it 95 do you want to explain the story though how you remembered me what how you remembered me in youth group the one thing that you remembered me by oh well i remember <laughs> when you were like freshman or sophomore something like this we were I remember Serena, she was like, it was like a co-ed group at church. <laughs> she had this blue streak in her hair. And I just remember her as the blue streak hair girl. That's all. That's all I got. That's... 
<sighs> and then one day in my senior year, as she caught my eye and I was like, oh, she's kind of cute. And oh, I forgot about this whole story. Okay. <laughs> and then, no, I looked her up on Facebook and I was like, oh, she's in a relationship. Oh, well. So Serena was in a relationship and I was like, oh, okay, well, this isn't going to work. And then I think she ended up like breaking up with that guy or whatever. So this was like probably a month or two later after I kind of started just casually talking with her at church. And then she posted on Facebook, um, can anyone fix my iPhone screen? And I... Um, because it was shattered. Because it was shattered. And then our youth group pastor at the time, um, she was a girl and her husband was also our leader. We were both our group leaders. She, oh, so it was a husband and wife. It was for, a husband and wife. For our Bible study. Bible study, okay. And the wife was like... She she tagged me and was like, hey, Ben Hess can fix it. He's pretty tech savvy. And so I messaged, okay, I'm so sneaky. So I messaged Serena <laughs> on Facebook and I'm like, okay, I remember her. She's kind of cute. And I was like, I messaged her and it was later at night. So I'm like, I was messaging her like, hey, I think I could fix your phone. And after a few minutes, I'm like, hey, I'm going to bed. So I'm going to shut off my computer. Let me have your phone number so I can text you instead. And so that's how I got her phone number. And then I was like, okay, I can fix your phone. So then I, you know, next Sunday I got her phone from her and I ordered the parts from like China or something. And then... Yeah, but had you ever replaced a screen before? No, no, I replaced the screen. Oh, okay. So I replaced, I, I replaced a few iPhone screens before and I'm like, I got this. And so anyways, I get her phone and I, I, uh, I replaced the screen and then I give it back to her. She's like, oh, it's great. But then she gets a phone call and she's like, uh, I could hear them, but they can't hear me. Or was that it? Yeah. Or it was, it was either she couldn't hear them or they couldn't hear her. So somehow I fixed it, but the audio wasn't working on the phone. And so I'm like, I, I, I was like, oh man, like I felt so bad. So I told her here, I could fix it. I know what to do. And in reality, I had, n I had no clue what to do. <laughs> But I was like, here, come on over to my house, you know, and then I'll, uh, you know, and then I'll fix it for you. So she like comes over and my parents are there, of course, and everything. And so I'm like, I take apart her entire phone and put it back together. And I'm like, oh, I hope this works. I have, I'm, I'm just, I, I just wanted her to come over so we could hang out because I thought she was cute. And uh, lo and behold, it somehow worked. I didn't know what I did, but it fixed the phone. It was and the then, Holy Spirit. It wasn't you. I know. And then my mom's like, oh, who's this? And I'm like, oh, you know, just a friend from church, you know. <laughs> so that, that is the beginning of our uh, friendship. So our relationship was built on lies. No, it wasn't lies. <laughs> a lie that you were going to bed. A lie uh, that you... Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, that's how I got her phone number. Very smooth, though. Oh, yeah. Very smooth. <laughs> okay. That's how we uh, we met. Okay. Let's see. How are you guys always in a good mood by Jennifer Pashinsky? Well, I mean, we're not really posting all or telling about all the time Serena's crying over a bowl <laughs> of ice cream. What? I'm kidding. That's so sad. <laughs> Uh, you can answer, Serena. How are we always in a good mood? We're definitely not always in a good mood. I think overall, I think overall we are each other's best friends and we love each other and support each other no matter what. But we definitely get on each other's nerves sometimes and we get frustrated with each other. 
or if we're just stressed out from like work and stuff, you know? Yeah, I'm trying to think of a few examples. Serena can get hangry. Yeah, I get mean when I'm hungry. I mean, we're, yeah, we're definitely not always in and a good And when she mood. gets stressed out, she just cries. Yeah, when I get stressed out, sometimes I yell, but mainly when I get stressed out, I just kind of like, can't do it, and then it's just like tears. <laughs> it's really sad. <laughs> so, so Ben just comes over and like pats me on the back and comforts me. They're there, friend. They're there. Yeah, that's basically what it is. <laughs> so yeah, definitely not always in a good mood. Serena, whew, man. Okay. <laughs> So this is from Eric Frapwell, Frap versus World. <laughs> and it says, when is Ben dropping his album? And oh. will it include a video with his dance moves? Oh, God. So can I explain the story with that? Oh, you're not going to know the full backstory. <laughs> well, I know. Okay, explain what you're well, from your I, side. I want to explain the popcorn dance. Oh, <laughs> So the popcorn dance, it has been an ongoing joke. So Eric is Ben's old coworker and the popcorn dance, this is something. So when Ben and I were first dating, he likes to make popcorn. Like he doesn't make popcorn in the bag, you in the microwave bag. You don't put bag. popcorn in a microwave. That's a cheap way to do it. That's how I had always done it. So Ben, the first time he made me popcorn, he gets this like, pan you gotta get a big pan like a, like a, a dutch oven or yeah. a pot or so something so he has this pot and he has the popcorn kernels in the pot and it's on the burner but it needs to get the heat distributed so he needs to no, shake you, you have to shake it so the pop the kernels won't burn so he has to shake the popcorn and so what he's doing he's he has his arms and he's holding the popcorn bowl and he's shaking it so he's like shaking it with his hands and his butt's like shaking. And so as he's doing that, he doesn't realize, but I'm recording him and I recorded a clip and I sent it to his coworkers. And this is when he worked at Bakersfield Sports Nutrition. So it's all kind of like manly men with, you know, they're all, they're all super nice, but they thought the popcorn dance was pretty funny and instantly like within five minutes they had all added music to the video that i sent them and thus the creation of the popcorn dance base i'm still teased to this day like randomly we'll just do a group text and it's uh just me with my popcorn shaking my booty and two uh, backtrack. Look, I was. It, it took some like a, some body motion to shake this popcorn, but I might have been adding just a little extra ump down there, just to, you know for fun. Tim. But then lo and behold, she's messaging it to like a dozen guys, and then like they're just like roasting me for weeks, making memes out of me, like the butt of every joke. So, oh, man. so it's probably been about four years since the popcorn dance was born. And it still resurfaces every few months. But that's what he's referring to in this question about Ben's music and mixtape, right? Would you say? No, you forgot. Well, Eric knows about my days when I wanted to be a rock star or oh, yeah. a country singer. And so back in the day, I like... You know, I played the guitar and the banjo and all this stuff. And so, and I'm, I'm such a bad singer, but I made like this little EP, like a country track. I and I made like four God. songs and, oh man, it's, I don't want to give any details or anything because it's somewhere out there. I'd have to search 
pretty hard to find it, but uh, that's what he was. He's, he still talks about it all the time. He's like, "You guys uh, listening to Ben's uh, country album?" And so I forgot about that. Yeah, and you wrote me a song too when we were first dating. I wrote well, no, right when we first started dating, she like left to Nicaragua for two weeks on a mission trip, and then uh, I was like, I would I'd just fallen in love with her, and, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I need like she was preoccupied in her whole mission trip, and I'm like. I miss you, and so I was trying to like come up with, with ways oh to make me feel like I'm connecting with her. So I was trying to like write her a song, and I like had a friend helping me. And shout was, out to Silas. Yeah, Silas, if you're listening, and <laughs> the song ended up, you know, it, it, it not yeah, it, I, I failed to make it out alive, or no, I don't know how to say it. But. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next, Next question. Okay, so. Uh oh, so this is from Scott Salters. Another one? Yeah, he was excited. <laughs> so he has two questions. Who said I love you first? Me. It was right before she left to Nicaragua. I was like, I love you. And she's well, like, you have to tell the story. What's the story? You're like Serena. I love you. That's what I just <laughs> said. We were like outside your apartment or something. I remember when I said I love you because it hurt my heart when you said don't say that. Oh. <laughs> Why did I say don't say that? Because <laughs> you said it was too soon. <laughs> was it? Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. I know love when I see it, when I feel it. Ben's the type and he knows what he wants. <laughs> I want what I, I want. I know what I want and I, I get what I want. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> and then, so his second question is a little deeper. What are your love languages? Love languages. Sex. Oh my gosh. <laughs> JK oh Lol. Okay, gosh. PG. Physical touch. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely think that Ben's love language are physical touch and um, what's the other one? It's like closeness or. Mm. Bow, chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so I definitely think that Ben's love languages are um, quality time and physical touch because. When you're like working, when you're editing in the living room or something and I'm in my office, you're like, come here. I want to be close to you. Like, even if I'm just in the same room, you're okay. Like, as long as I'm like nearby. What do you think are mine? Gift giving and what is it? Words of affirmation? Is mm -hmm. that it? Yeah. She like loves gifts. I'm like, man, it's too expensive. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So for me, gift giving is important because even if it's like a small little thing, like it shows me, hey, I thought of you or hey, this reminded me of you. And so I wanted to get it for you. And so that, I don't know, that says a lot for me, gift giving. And then words of affirmation, it's always good to hear like, hey, you did a good job or hey, you look nice today or, you know, that kind of thing. But I mean, we've definitely struggled with understanding each other's love languages. I think love languages are really important to understand because how you want to receive love is not how always how you give love. Like, like if I want to show love to Ben and the way I show love is words of affirmation saying, you're so great. You're so awesome. You're so cool. He might not like that as much as a back massage. Like that could have more weight for him. You know, that could mean more to him. What do you think? Sorry, I was making <laughs> to listen <laughs> he peeked at the next question <laughs> he's really proud of this question so just 
Ricky says, where does Ben get his haircuts? I'll have to give a shout out to Trevor. He is my uh, former co-worker. He, he turned me on to a guy named Jock. 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 Now check him out. His shop is Southpaw Barbershop. What's yeah. his Instagram? Barber Jock. J-O-K, or J-O-C. Yeah. Barber Jock. Yeah. Thanks, Jock. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have three more questions. Hey, lately, I've been getting the Brad Pitt Fury haircut. So, I'll show him a picture of Brad Pitt from when he was in uh, the movie Fury. By Amanda Boardwine. First off, love this idea. How do you stay up to date on, on others' schedules? In quotes, stay in sync. I've got like so many projects going on. It's so funny. I'll have like like a client or a, you know someone over, someone come over while we edit or something, and it's like let's say they'll be coming over at 8 a.m. So it's about 7:55 a.m. I'm like, hey Serena, uh, my buddy's coming over, and she's like still in her PJs. And so, long story short, it's it's a little difficult for Serena to stay up with my schedule. Oh my gosh. So this has been kind of a struggle for us because Ben is freelance and he meets with a lot of clients or different people he's working with. There's lots of projects going on all the time. Yeah, irregularly. So there's not a set schedule. So staying in sync has been kind of a struggle for us because I feel like I'm constantly trying to figure out what he's doing or where he's going or who he's talking to. <laughs> so you don't always need to know. <laughs> Just let it flow. Just let it, let it, let what happened, happen. But well, one of the things I think that's helped me is kind of releasing the power. Like, okay, I don't have to know every single thing, every single moment of what you're doing. I trust that you will tell me what's important or just kind of having the <laughs> mutual understanding of, we'll talk about what's important. It's like, I trust you and this is important, so I'll let you know about this. And there has been things where like it slips your mind. I mean, that's normal, life happens, but just kind of trusting them. Like, if it's important, they will tell me and I don't have to worry about falling behind. So that's what's helped me. Thanks for the question, Amanda. Another question. How did you know he was the one? From Style by Myra. Hi, Myra. How did I know he was the one? So this is a question that I think gets tossed around a lot on social media and, you know, in movies too, like those cheesy 80s movies, like, oh my gosh, he's the one. I dated a lot in high school and I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just kind of looking for attention or I just thought it was fun. You know, you always had places to go to together and you were never alone. So I had finally gotten to this place with myself and in high school and with the Lord where I was like, you know what? Like, I just want to chill out. I don't really want to date as much. I just want to take it easy. Like I'm done with that. And so after I had gotten out of that season of like, I'm going to take it easy. God was like, Oh, well, I actually, I had a boyfriend and I was like, Oh my gosh, he's a Christian guy. Like this, this must be it. And I think from that boyfriend, God was like, just because he is a Christian guy doesn't mean he's your Christian guy or your godly guy. And I was like, oh, okay. So then after that relationship, I was like, you know what? Like, I don't know. I tried dating this type and this type and that didn't work and that didn't work. I'm just going to like not do anything. So it was literally when I wasn't looking and I know everyone says that and it sounds cliche, but that's my story. It's what happened to me. And so Ben pops up. And I think one of the things that stood out to me about Ben is he was just very persistent. Like he 
would be like, okay, so are you going to this? Okay, like I'll be there. And he just kept showing up and it kind of showed me like, oh, like he's serious. And so when we started dating, he would do things that weren't normal in the sense that it was just very, very thoughtful or very well executed. Um, Like when he was saying I went to Nicaragua for that two-week mission trip, he planned a scavenger hunt for me around our church of like different things. And he wrote me. Yeah, you wrote me letters for two weeks (laughs) for every day that I'd be gone. And you gave them to me before I left. No. Oh, I did. Yeah. I must have really loved you. (laughs) That was more, you know, that was when we were first starting to date. And so Ben was doing things to kind of win me over and be like, hey, like, I'm serious about this. And so that really caught my attention that he was just very persistent and it showed me that he was serious. He was like, hey, I've been through this. He was very upfront. Like, I've been through this, this, this. This is my life story. I really like you and I date intentionally to get married. So... You know, if this works out, I would love to see that happen. And he was just very honest with me. So that's how I kind of felt like he was the one. I felt safe with him. Well, I guess there's two parts. Number one, I don't really... I heard this from somewhere. I don't really believe in that you will find the quotes, you know, you're one because... There can be plenty of, there's plenty of options out there, but it's, you know, who you choose and who you choose to grow with for your whole life. Who had a breath? Uh, (laughs) I said that. You said that? Yeah. When? Well, I had a conversation with Kate Bell a long time ago, and we were wondering, like, do you think there is just one person made for you, or do you think that there are multiple? I think I heard this from probably multiple sources. Oh my gosh. I'm always serious. Siri, get out of here. Oh my gosh, look how much she typed. What the heck? Serena, what are you doing? So yeah, there's there's plenty of fish in the sea. <laughs> okay, so yes, there's that. And then I do remember, okay, so girls got ready to say, ah. So I remember I asked Serena, what was, when we first started dating, I said, what was your longest uh, relationship? And she said something like, you know, three weeks. No, I'm kidding. She oh said, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It was like six months, whatever. So I said, six and a half months. Okay. And so I said, okay, how about this? Just to show you that I really love you, I will not kiss you for longer than your longest relationship. And lo and behold, I did that. And then, yeah, we kissed like, you know, right after six months or something like that. It was actually pretty romantic. I kissed her like, it was like on the moonlit uh, summer night in Cambria overlooking the ocean. And then we had a romantic dinner like overlooking the... uh, you know, the ocean cliffside and the oh sea chest. You got to have that place. It was, it's so good. Yeah. Honestly, Ben is very intentional and thoughtful and he's just very serious. So what he's saying, he, um, he said, I'm not going to kiss you until it's long. We've been dating longer than your longest relationship. And at first I thought like, okay, this is like kind of weird, but he was showing that he was serious and that he wasn't leaving and that this was something that meant a lot to him and so then when we did have our first kiss he made it so special we he planned a trip to cambria we hung out all day and then we had our first kiss on the sunset when the sunset was happening on the beach no, it, was, it was at night oh yeah, yeah it was night 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 yeah we had our first kiss when it was nighttime on the beach and it was just so sweet and then she started crying it and was sweet. fun fact she was my first kiss and my only kiss 
Yeah, so I am Ben's first and last girlfriend. We'll see. Oh my gosh. <laughs> JK lol. <laughs> last question. By Lee Girl 93 Lisa. Oh yeah, Lisa. What is the hardest lesson you've had to learn thus far in your relationship slash marriage? Definitely that Serena cannot cook. Oh, Bob, <laughs> be serious. Okay, you can kind of cook. Be serious. You go first. I think one of the hardest things that... Uh, you can't control my camera spending habits. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> speed bump in our marriage. <laughs> I think one of the hardest things for me when we first got married was understanding that I can't control Ben. And by that, I mean, I can't control what he does or does not do, whether that be do his dishes or put the toilet paper a certain way. Like, I felt like I can't control Ben because he is his own person. And I think understanding like, okay, I can't force you to act a certain way or I can't force you to see from my viewpoint, but I can listen to you and try to understand from you and try to see where you're coming from. I can't force you to see life from my perspective and what I'm doing. So I think one of the things like for women, it's easy to kind of become like the nagging wife or nagging girlfriend. Like, why can't you just do this? Why can't you just do this? And I still struggle. Like I still slip into it, but ultimately just realizing like, Hey, like God gave you this person for this time. And like your job is to love them and to walk alongside them and encourage them. And there's already enough in the world that can bring them down and make them feel bad you know your job is to be a safe place for them to come and don't worry about if they leave the laundry on the ground for the hundredth time or hey. don't worry about all these little things because you can't make them or you can't make them act differently you just have to always be their best friend and always be their supporter because then they'll want to do the things like once once someone, once you feel loved from someone, like you want to make them happy and it's out of like happiness that they help. What about you, Ben? Probably just the lesson of that my decisions, I have to think of Serena because anything that I do can affect her, whether that would be taking a job out of town or I don't know, just anything really. You know, you just have to remember that you know, you're in this together and that you have to kind of make decisions together. Oh yeah, that's a good, yeah. A lot of times I just kind of make decisions by myself and don't really ask Serena what she thinks, but I'm probably just continually being a team player versus solo, I guess, in marriage is, is a good lesson I need to work on or have had to learn. Mm -hmm. I like that first one that you said, like, Every decision you make has a consequence for you and your partner. I think that's really true. Mm-hmm. And consequence can be good or bad. So yeah. Yeah. it doesn't have to be just negative. So I'm going to give you a little story about what happened last Valentine's Day since it's 364 days ago. So two, okay, so two Valentine's Days ago, <laughs> Serena, I don't know what I was thinking. I was like busy or whatever. I probably forgot Valentine's Day, just to be honest. And then I didn't really get her anything. 
And it was just it was just a boring Valentine's Day. And so then I'm like, and man. So, well, so I thought, huh, okay. Like, we celebrate Valentine's Day, but it's really low-key. Like, we just do cards. Okay. Like, that's what I can expect for the next year. So she got me, like, two cards or something. And then, so then the next year, which was last year, she, okay, so she, like, I don't think, I don't know if you know if you got me anything. You're like, okay, she's going to be like last year. She might have got me a card. I got you a card. I like balled out. I went and got filet mignon, lobsters, shrimp. I like went the whole nine yards. I like, I made the nicest dinner flowers, chocolate covered strawberries. I just remember Mm -hmm. it was so nice. And she was like, uh. Uh, I was what? like, oh my gosh, I just have a card. Yeah, I was pretty offended saying it. Just a card, really? I got you. I spent all that money and all you got me was a card. Yeah, okay, tomorrow better better not be a reflection of last year. Oh my gosh, so what are our Valentine's Day plans for tomorrow? Well, Serena's working, and so, but I mean, she's at Tahoe Joe's and had this really nice dinner special for two filet mignons, two lobsters, wine, appetizers, and dessert. So because she's working, I was just going to eat everything by myself. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I hope you enjoy that bottle of wine, honey. Oh, yeah, I will. Okay, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode with Ben and I. I know, it's been fun. Like, I've never done a podcast, and I've never done a podcast with all of our clothes off. This is amazing. (laughs) We're fully clothed. (laughs) I don't know. Speak for yourself. Oh, Oh my gosh. So, thank you guys for the questions. It was really fun. Thank you, Ben, for being my guest today. Pretty sure it's the opposite. Thank you, Serena, for being my guest today. Because I I ran the show today. Oh, my goodness. He is a handful. Like, subscribe. <laughs> he is a handful, if you cannot already tell. I hope you Business inquiries go to my DM. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Leave a review on iTunes if you did. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you girls have an awesome, awesome Valentine's Day, whether you're going out to dinner or just having a solo night in with some pizza and some Netflix. Either way, that sounds like a wonderful night. I will talk to you guys in the next episode and keep on pursuing your greatness.